Before we start today's episode of Zillennial Canon, we just wanted to let you know that there's a link in our description to some friends of the pod, including Adam's second podcast, Aggressively Okay, that he hosts with Joe, Back to Back, Seltzercast, and a few others that we know you'll enjoy. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. everybody welcome back to capitalism this is millennial canon i'm kira and i'm adam and you know this is the best way to go about a week-long hiatus is uh going back to the good old year 2004 when there was nothing better than xbox go-karts and you know love triangles am i right (laughs) yeah uh yeah, I mean, so, yeah, we were on hiatus last week. Adam and I got to hang out. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, had a great time. Went to Disney yeah. Springs. We um, were called the Rowdy Group at um, at a bar in Disney Springs, which was, I've never had that before. Which is an achievement, considering it's a bar at Disney, and we're the rowdy ones. <laughs> um, and uh, I didn't think we were being that rowdy. I don't know about you. I don't know. We were just having a good time. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was cute. We had a good time. We took a pic. Uh, Joseph Salamone was there. Yeah. Uh, he called actually, me garlic emoji. In real life, yeah. He called yeah. you. He called everyone by their Twitter names, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I guess we'll see each other again in, like, eight years or something. But yeah. until then... Um, we have someone we won't see in eight years. We're going to see right now because I'm about to introduce him. In the Skype call. In the Skype we call. see him. If he wants to introduce himself. Oh, I have to introduce myself? Yeah. All this build up. Well, I, hi, I'm, I'm Murphy Kennefick, good friend of uh, Adam Sertorius. I, I would say like, yeah, I'd say great friend. Yeah, no, I mean, great friend. I was trying to be, be modest, be humble, but yeah, <laughs> great friend of Adam Sertorius. Um, yeah, so I've known Murphy for seven years, I think. Yeah. Um, about. And we met, just like me and Kira, met on Tumblr. Um, and we also co-host... You didn't a... have my consent to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> yeah, I forgot that Murphy's uh, touchy about that subject. Um, yeah. but we also co-host the other AOK pod together, AOK and the Multiverse, where we just he screams at me each week about Marvel. So I infiltrated and, AOK and made him do his own spinoff with me. And now I'm infiltrating this and uh, who knows what's next. Well, the, at the end of every AOK recording, he's always like, so when are we going to talk, catch that kid? on <laughs> Pr- Pretty much. That's and, not even a joke. And for the last year, I've had the excuse of like, yeah, you know, we have um, that plan next week. And per this hiatus, because we don't really take breaks. We are pretty consistent with episodes on this pod. Um, per this hiatus, we actually didn't have anything planned. And I was kind of like, oh, now I kind of don't have an excuse to tell Murphy. And I can't believe in 90-odd episodes you haven't gotten to this classic yet. 
Um, well, I was saving it for you. We have actually been talking about it. Oh, yeah. Episodes. I'll choose um, to believe that. Because yeah, we covered Agent Cody Banks, and this yes. is basically not the same movie, but, you know, same energy. Yes. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Kira, you literally thought Agent Cody Banks was Catch That Kid up until, like... I think I did, yeah. I think I was, like... Catch That Kid is a spiritual sequel. It's, like, as Mistress America is to Francis Ha. <laughs> I mean... That's yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. And better, dare I say. Ah. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Agent Cody Banks was pretty bad, so like it's not really that high of a bar. Excuse uh, me. I think this movie has great like morals. I just think <laughs> that like. I just think, like, its main sin is that it's, like, boring as fuck. That's how I typically judge quality of movies based on how good its morals are. I yeah. mean, I, you know, the, you, should, you should steal back from banks because the healthcare, healthcare is fucked. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think they should teach kids that, I think, personally. Where does Agent Cody Banks fall short morals-wise? Um, in when everyone. Angie Harmon comes in the locker room and starts yeah, whipping boys with right towels, yeah, 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 right there. You thank you for answering her own question. Literally within the first five minutes, that's <laughs> like exactly no time. <laughs> when they give him like X-ray sunglasses, where he's yeah. just like weeping. Come on, that's everybody's dream, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a commentary um, on the male gaze. It is literally. Um. So Murphy, I yes. I feel like <laughs> we, me and you have had discussions off mic about this movie for weeks, but I have not gotten into why this movie, why Catch That Kid is your millennial pick. So I have to ask you now on mic, why did you bring this movie to us? It honestly, it would not be my my first choice. Agent Cody Banks probably would be my number one choice. And my number I'm, two choice would probably be Clock Stoppers. But this is, you know, this is somewhere probably in the top five. Uh, I think I I, I think I've only really seen this once before, uh, but I just remember it being like a very cool definitive uh, piece <laughs> from the early two thousands. Uh, the, the Nickelodeon house style of just like edgy, gross, metallic looking uh, kids movies in the early two thousands, and mm. I remember being cool. And then I, I I didn't even realize it was Kristen Stewart, so I'm like, it's probably good to to revisit. And I was right. Um, yeah, this is a movie that I grew up with, um, and I saw it quite often, especially, like, one summer, um, when I went to, like, day camp, because my mom was, like, afraid to, like, leave eight-year-old me home alone, so she was, like, go to day camp, and they had, like, three DVDs, and this was one of them, and I watched it, like, 20 times that summer. Wow. Um. What were the other two? Uh, Narnia, Mm -hmm. and... I can't remember the other one, but I remember it was like so bad that they like threatened us with it. Like if we were not Passion of the Christ. Yeah, it was Passion of the Christ. It was actually um, Million Dollar Baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) All right. You've seen this Uh, hundreds of times. I've seen this too many times. Um, And I... Not to the point where I know, like, every line of it, but I remember, like, every plot mm-hmm. beat as it was happening. Yeah. Um, like, even down to, like, the weird joke where it's um, the kid, like, pretends that he got abused to get yeah. 
like bank shit or whatever. Like you can see the blueprints. It's, the blueprints. <laughs> it's like it's really touchy humor at points. Um, and you would not expect that from a movie called Catch That Kid from the poster of this movie, even. Well, can you talk about what this movie is actually called? Oh, yeah. So before um, we recorded, um, actually, when I was at work earlier today, I was just on a Google rampage, like searching this movie. And, um, oh, God. Okay. So I texted Murphy a bunch of like alternative titles for this movie. But um, my favorite is the European title, which is Mission Without Permission. That's a good title. It's a great title. It rhymes uh, mission with mission. <laughs> exactly. And there was uh, an alternate title where there was just an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> Catch that kid. I feel Catch like that's that how it was when I first saw it. I feel like that was. I feel like oh, when no, they no. changed that. Is this like a Mandela effect? It might be. Yeah. Yeah. Because that does sound <clears> familiar. Um, there's also one that's just Mission Sans Permission, which I. It's pretty great. Well, it's That's based on a, a Danish film called Tosen, and the tagline is "the gutsiest girl since Pippi Longstocking." <laughs> so I don't know what that means. I don't know why um, that's so funny. But it's essentially the same movie. <laughs> um, the only sorry, well, the Wikipedia page, you know, is the heading reception, and it's typically like how critics thought about it. There's only one sentence that says the film has been recognized as quote a good film for kids and quote all good fun. <laughs> that's honestly how I would describe not, it. Not from anybody, just just generally that's how it's received. Well, the remake, um, critics overall expressed dislike towards it. Um, however, despite these negative reviews, Roger Ebert and the Chicago Sun-Times gave it a thumbs up, stating that it is much, as much fun as Spy Kids, Kim Possible, and more fun than Agent Cody Banks. I would not go that far, Roger. Always wrong, he was. When... When did Roger Ebert sat, sit down to watch the Disney Channel original series, Kim Possible? That's what I want to know. I mean... It's a show, not a movie. So, like, did he... No, there was a movie. But not, like, theatrical. It was a decom. Yeah. So, I mean... He's I referring to the whole canon, like, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me, like The Return, like, all that is the same. Yeah, yeah that's exactly... The umbrella of Twin Peaks. So that's what he means by Kim Possible. He actually yeah. did say Catch That Kid is better than all of Twin Peaks. He did... You can. He also said that. that it's not a movie. And he's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm also but, seeing here that there is a novelization that was released with in conjunction, which I do have here and did read quickly beforehand. A junior novelization. You read the novelization? No. Didn't, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> gotcha. I, I would love to read the junior novelization of this. I would. I would absolutely adore that. Um, we should have a. We should have a Patreon where we just like read the novelizations of the movies. Out loud. That we, cover. we do our own book audiobook. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I'm down. I, would, I would do it. That's a good idea for the future when Great I'm when I'm idea. out of school and I have time. Let's do that. Patreon's you heard subscriber. it here first, folks. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, Give us you can five dollars a month, and we'll read you a book that you could probably get for like two dollars on eBay. Only novelizations <laughs> of movies. Yes. You can subscribe on the four dollar book club 2018 tier. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. I have not seen it. Oh, I uh, went by myself to go see it, like, in the middle of the day, and I had the best time. What life. are you talking about? Book, Book Club. Club. Oh, with, like, Diane Keaton? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. I feel like you're slowly, like, just trying to reveal to us, Darby, that that's your favorite movie. I, w I probably would be if I if I saw it. You're just like, 
book club? Like, oh, you mean oh, like I'm like Diane Keaton? Is like, there somebody? <laughs> no, I'm sure it's Laps. I'll, I'll check yeah. it out. <laughs> Isn't the plot of that movie that they read like Fifty Shades of Grey? Yeah, like, exactly. No, that's funny. Um, <laughs> that's comedy. That's comedy, baby. <laughs> Maybe we should uh do an episode on AOK and the Multiverse Murphy, where we just watch Book Club 2018 together. <laughs> okay. That, I mean, that works for me. Um, you guys remember the movie like Pom Poms that came out yes. like a year after it? Didn't see I that either. I was literally watching that yesterday when I got home. Oh my god! Before <laughs> or after everybody loves Raymond? Um, before, because I okay. got home and then I've done everybody loves Raymond. Um, this is completely true. Um, <laughs> the only novelization for a movie that I ever had was Ghost Rider. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, the novelization of uh, Revenge of the Sith was like my favorite book for like most of childhood. That probably slapped. It re- it was really good. Um, I just Tom remember. The, um, sorry, he has the novelization of the second Good Burger movie that was never made. Wait, who? Sean. Oh, Sean does. Oh, yeah. How did I? Wait, I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, uh, I think it's Good Burger Two Go. To, oh, something. that's a great title. To go, yeah. Um, oh, just yeah, my... there was novelization, but no movie. Yeah, I mean, if there was a movie, I would have seen it like 80 times. Um, that's one to cover on the pod one day. Good burger. Speaking of movies, you've seen 80 times. <laughs> nice. Um, but I also wanted to mention for Catch That Kid, it's a movie that I saw. Like, I have a kind of a weird side story about this movie. Um, the first oh time boy. I saw it, like, I, hey, this is what the pod's all about, Murphy. Okay. Um, so aside from my 30 viewings at summer camp one year, um, when my grandma was in the hospital one time and she was like the person that like watched me like after school. Um, watched that kid. Like she was like having a surgery or something. So my aunt came down and like watched me after school. And one day she was like just tired of like, finding shit to do with me. So she's like, let's go see a movie. And we got to the theater and she like took me to the posters and she's like, just point to what you want to see and I'll, <laughs> I'll take you to see it. And I pointed to this one. And then I guess it looked very hardcore from the poster because she was like, that looks a little bit violent. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just pointed to the bottom, like, no, it's PG. And she's like, and then she like literally goes up to customer service and she's like, is this like a bad move? Like, is this like intense? And they're like, no, it's a kid's movie. And they, she didn't believe them. Because I guess the post just, like, was really radical for her. And like, you left? She, no, we saw it. <laughs> but she, it took, like, a lot of persisting. Like, she was, like... Nevertheless, she persisted. To take me to see Cats. To take me to see And I, uh, I, I remember really liking it. I remember it was, like, a month after it came out. It was, like, a random, like... 5 p.m. showing on a Tuesday, mm. so we were the only ones there in, like, the smallest auditorium. Mm-hmm. And I just remember having a great time. And um, then there was 30 viewings after that. That's Plus nice. this one tonight. Um, yes, I wish but, I'd seen it in theaters. I um, had this from Blockbuster in, like, that, like, chunky plastic yeah. case on DVD. Yeah. Um, we really need to do ASMR for that one day. Just, like... Yeah, we should. Mm. Um, I still have, I think I still have this. I paid to rent it on YouTube, as I always do, because I'm lazy. Um, mm. But I do have it downstairs on DVD, and I also have, like, my Hoot DVD with the 
I think I like I like conditioned myself into thinking that Brie Larson was in either Catch That Kid or Agent Cody Banks, and then I was She's very confused that she wasn't in either of them. She is in Hoot. Yeah, but I was like shocked that she wasn't in like a spy movie for children for she some probably reason. Probably auditioned I, like, for all of them. Yeah, probably honestly. Um, but Kristen Stewart in this, um, I think this might be like one of the most zillennial casts, like the yeah. most like understated zillennial cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah. Max Theriot is like low key zillennial Max Theriot, I think. Yeah, I I genuinely don't know. I don't talk about him enough to have been correct. So <laughs> I, I have no idea. I have no clue. Um, I mean, I know, we know he's listening, so I'm really sorry if I mispronounced your name. Mm. Um, the blonde dude. Um, yeah. And that's the character he plays in most movies that he's in. It's just the blonde guy. Yeah. Yeah. The blonde kid. Um, but also Corbin Blue pre High School Musical, pre Jump In, pre Puberty. Yeah. <laughs> He looks so, like, so little in this, and it's he only, does. like, two or three years before High School Musical, which is insane. Also, like, the OG film boy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. In a way. He's just, like, obnoxious on, like, Letterboxd. Like, at this <laughs> age. Like, he, he liked Malcolm and Marie. He made <laughs> Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> <This house. laughs> <laughs> Um, Suzanne Levinson identified with as a child. <laughs> Actually, that's the reason Sam Levinson has a career is because he watched Catch That Kid and just identified so heavily with the Corbin Blue character. I buy it. And Kristen Stewart is just the character in this movie is just the blueprint for Rue in, U- in Euphoria. So, yeah, I yeah. think there's a one to one there. Yeah. Um, so I like that every character in this movie is just really like a caricature of like the most basic. I don't know, trope you can imagine. Yeah. Like, the cool girl who isn't, like, too girly because she, like, climbs the stuff. The tomboy, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, she doesn't have time for boys, you know? She, she... doesn't, and she takes advantage of them. This is a movie, a cautionary tale about simping. <laughs> that sometimes you will potentially go to jail, and you will get abandoned in a field. Yeah. But then you always go back uh, yeah. to save them. And it's for also, what? like... Similar energy to, like, I mean, basically, it just foreshadows Twilight, like, the whole awkward love triangle that, like, should not be happening, and then you're just, like, she's literally just gay. Like, it's <laughs> right. Kristen's story. Like, <laughs> like, sorry, I do not believe this love triangle in any way. Well, I, Are you I implying think... she's gay in Twilight, too? What? Are you implying that she's gay in Twilight, too? Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, I haven't seen the last two, so I can't can't speak. I mean, it's Kristen Stewart. Okay, so every yeah. any character she plays is automatically gay. Yeah, including Princess Diana. Yeah, definitely in Zathura. That's one we have to cover like yeah. soon. You've done Zathura, the third. You'd be surprised how many movies there are to cover. I'm already surprised in the subject of this pod. Um, yeah, I think. More than any of her characters she's ever played, this character gives off the gayest vibes. Um, because it's just like the way she feels nothing towards these dudes. And her favorite activity is just climbing like a fucking water like tower 
And I feel like I feel like climbing is millennial canon, is it not? It, yeah, it is. Yes, Especially like absolutely. When or even just like a character who is underage, like uh, like the opening scene being them doing something that they're not supposed to do, like an extreme sport. The Carabiners, I feel like themselves are millennial canon. Yes, I think also like your mom calling you, like when you're doing mm-hmm. something she says not to do. It's like, I'll, yeah, I'll be there. If you're like down, down, huh? Oh, whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, the particular lines, like, this is later on, but, like, this kind of goes with it, but, like, the specific lines that are, like, we are so grounded, and, like, (laughs) my mom's gonna kill me, those are Zillennial canon, and when, not to jump ahead, but in the scene where they're actually, like, robbing the bank, and she's, like, climbing up to the top of the vault, like, um, the kid... Uh, Max Theriot's character just literally keeps going like, come on, she's gonna take away my Xbox, she's gonna gonna take away my iPod, she's gonna ground me, we're gonna be so grounded, he literally won't stop, like, it's almost like they, like, recorded just, like, dialogue from him, and then we're just like, oh, we need to fill this silence, just keep playing it over and over again, just play all the dialogue that we have from him. She's gonna make me rub old grandma's feet, is like, I feel like the most like, exemplary example of just like stupid early 2000s kid, like gross. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know about you guys, but I, I never rub my grandma's feet. Oh. No. 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 <laughs> no. Oh. No. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. The movie, I That's feel weird. like, tries to have like specifically like the feet thing, it tries to have like Nickelodeon <laughs> energy. But for some reason, this movie comes off, like, not even in, like, a way that's, like, wholesome, but a way that's just, like, just, like, a little bit, like, off. This movie feels very Canadian. And I know that it's Mm -hmm. not Canadian, Mm -hmm. but, like, the weird, like, quiet energy to it just comes off as very Canadian. It's very modest. And um, I think this... I mean, well, the best way... Because, like, I feel like it's... uh, I don't know, like, if this was made by, like, in 2010, it would be, like, even more, like, explosive, like, the whole heist thing, but it's, like, very, like, cut and paste, and not, like, in a bad way, just, like, in a very, like, I don't know, subtle way, and it, like, I get what you're saying about the Canadian thing, because, like, oh, this is a blast from the past, but, like, um, that TV show that played on Disney Channel, Life of Derek, that was yeah. a Canadian show. Yep. Um, and it was just like it played in between like Zach and Cody and Everybody Loves Raymond, like at the 3 p.m. slot, like before kids got home from school. But like Everybody Loves Raymond? Everybody loves Raymond? <laughs> Wait, what? What? Oh, I and, and then that's so Raven. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Raven, everybody loves Raymond on the brave. Raven, Raven, sorry. I, I do have Raymond on the brain. I've been, I'm on season three on Peacock right now. It's a great show. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope that I talked oh even to them. God, it really is Murphy. Murphy binged it too. I, it's me. taken me years, but I'm finally infiltrating your, your brain. You really are. Once um, I get to watch In Treatment, it's over. I almost did it the other night. Um, you always almost do it. No, I never got this close. I was like okay. on the page. The I mouse was, like, is hovering. This close. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was super close. 
Um, life with Derek. I, what the hell was I saying? Okay, Life with Derek. <laughs> uh, played in between that. So Raven and Zack and Cody, but like just early enough that only a few people saw it. So you couldn't like mention it on the street and get the same reactions as yeah. Cody, right? It would come on, like, early in the morning, too, because I have vivid memories of, like, sleeping over, like, my grandma's house or something and, like, waking up, like, earlier than my other cousins, so, like, I put on Disney Channel. Yeah, I put on Disney Channel, (laughs) and it was on at, like, 8 a.m. on a Saturday or something, like, around the time of, like, Dave the Barbarian and Mm. whatever the other ones were. Um, Well, I remember it was always on in art. Okay, no, actually, like, I had to go to after school, um, mm-hmm. like elementary school, because I, like, my mom didn't get off until, like, 5 p.m. to pick me up, and the bus smelled like shit, so um, I was like, let me go to after school. And then, like, anytime we went up to the art room, um, the TV always had Disney Channel on, mm. and around that, like, 3 p.m. time slot, Life with Derek was always on, so I just have a distinct memory of, like, painting while watching that, well, barely wow. watching that show, and... I, I promise there's a point to this. The whole Canadian thing, because that was a Canadian show that was on syndication in America on Disney Channel. And if you watch it like next to Zack and Cody or That's So Raven or like any other Disney show, it just felt so different in the way that, I guess it's just like no laugh track. It didn't feel like it went for those goopy moments. It just was really weird in comparison. Um, even aside from the whole step row, step sis thing. Like, it was... <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I never really watched it. Life with Derek being on always meant it was time to flip over to Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network. I mean, probably. Or like, God forbid, PBS. <laughs> hey, love PBS. Hey, um, we're PBS Cyber kids Chase. here. Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Oh, wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a throwback. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like that's not even a projection onto like Life with Derek. That was like a literal story. Like, there was a literal will-they-won't-they they in that show, and it was so fucking creepy. Well, now I want to watch it. You should. <laughs> um, I wonder if it's streaming anything. It, it probably, must be on Disney+. Plus. They probably no. buried it. Really? It, they made a no. TV movie, like, years later. I'm going to look right now. Um, that would be a good, like, mini-series for the pod. Not to keep, like, planning future things for the pod, but, like, a watch-through of Life with Derek. Life with Derek is not on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, no, because it's it's not originally Disney. Um, well, you never know. I mean, I would love for it to be on Disney Plus. Trust me. Maybe it's on Peacock. Maybe it is. Maybe that would justify me paying five bucks a month for it. Um, <laughs> anyways, catch that kid. Um, enough life with Garrett talk. Catch that kid. <laughs> but yeah, the interactions between the characters feel very Canadian. It. I think it feels like an after school special type thing. And that's like the vibes that I got from like life with Derek. Honestly, it barely feels like a movie. Yeah. And I mean, that is a good thing. Kind of. I mean, I like how like just low key this movie is. And I, um, I remember I texted Murphy earlier today when I was watching it and I uh, said, John Carroll Lynch check. Cause like mm-hmm. what a yeah. random fucking actor to pop up in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I Zodiac forgot the name, and I was just like, oh, that guy, throughout, like, the whole movie. Three years before like, Zodiac. Oh, that guy. Yeah, I, I like to think that he took this role to prep for the role of the Zodiac Killer. I mean, he's an actor in the... Yeah, he's an actor, so... Doing taxi, yeah. driver, taxi driver impressions. 
Um, real quick, I just searched Life with Derek on Amazon Prime, and the third result that came up was Manchester by the Sea. <laughs> so, I can't explain that. Um, so, and I'm guessing in that canon, um, Derek and the sister are actually um, Michelle Williams and Casey Affleck. Interesting. And the kids they have together die in the fire, spoiler alert. And Derek is cleaning toilets in Boston. Wow. Really sick when you think about it. Yeah, it's pretty sick when you think kind about it. Kind of weird. Thanks a lot, Adam. Lonergan wanted to, uh, wanted to do that to support <laughs> Canadian show. Um, <laughs> but also, like, you know, yeah, like while this movie is like kind of like modest in comparison to like other kids' movies, it does have like the classic like Xbox shit. Like, the, like is it the go kart like super marketable? Because I remember like every yeah. spot I saw for this movie, like it featured them like press the X button, and then, like, the... Press like, X to do a barrel roll. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, what shoots out at, um... Like, when he jacks. presses up, like, like, yeah, little jacks. Yeah. Adam, so, something very important regarding the go-karts is that they hit the NOS in this. Well, I... Yeah, I told Kira earlier, I have one note. <laughs> um, it is that. That they hit the NOS, like, um, one Dominic Toretto. Who? And... They hit the Nas. No, who who did you say? Dominic Toretto from Fast and Furious. What is that? Oh, you know what oh Fast and Furious is? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um God, where to start? Um yeah. it's 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 the best movie of all time. That's that's what I could describe okay. it. Um but in that movie, he often hits the Nas after eating a tuna sandwich or two. Um and, and I, with no crust. A and corona, perhaps? With a cr- see, you're catching on perfectly. This joke um, backfired because it ended up making Adam explain to me Fast and Furious stuff. My favorite thing about Murphy is that he has seen the first movie, yeah. the sixth movie, yep. Hobbs and Shaw, yep. and the ninth one. Yep. <laughs> My That's favorite correct. thing about Murphy. <laughs> it's so fucking interesting. Um, but yeah, so what I I'm saying is. What I'm saying is Catch That Kid takes place in the Fast and Furious canon. It honestly, it, it feels like it could be like a spinoff that is like about their childhoods. <laughs> okay. You know, I can fast... see Christian Stewart in like a Charlie's Theron role in the Fast and Furious universe. You know, in Fast Five, not you, Murphy. No. But um, when, when he's like recruiting everyone at the beginning for the heist. Just yeah. imagine, like, and I know three getaway drivers. <laughs> oh my god! Please. <laughs> and just rolling on his fucking go kart. Now that's an that's an edit <laughs> that neither of us will make because we're too lazy. I'll do it. Fine. It'd be a Thank joke you. for every absolutely nobody. Like no one would appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, your too. account that John Cena follows, maybe he'll like it. Yeah, John Cena follows. Oh right. Uh, me for some reason on that stupid account um and he's not he's like zero of my posts so that's always great mm. um probably because he's done in any of them so that's it's a marketing one. gig yeah um but yeah i like that the entire plot of this movie just hinges on the fact that wait what's even wrong with her dad like what's going on with him something with his spine he had like a hiking accident like a few years back and okay something that i was gonna bring up and this kind of like goes into that um there's like a a whole like extended scene in the beginning of the movie where 
uh, Kristen Stewart's two besties are over for a barbecue, and they're like, no, I like her. I like her. Like, she likes me. Yeah. They're, like, trying to impress her or whatever. And the dad's like, hey, kids, like, you know what will impress a girl? Like, scars. And then, like, one of the kids, like, burns his hand, and then he pours cold beer over it, and yeah. he's like, it's an old climber's trick. What? Which makes zero sense. Why are they and then, climbing? And then they he shows the kids like a huge scar on his back from his hiking accident. And the kids start like poking at it. It well, looks aggressively. Like, it looks like a kind of like like it doesn't look healed. The kids are poking around it and he's like, hey, hey, not like that. Oh, and then he literally becomes he becomes paralyzed, like, two scenes later from complications from his previous accident. Yeah. They, so, I like, love how they made him... messing around with his wound. They <laughs> like, made him, like, the most, like, platonic ideal of, a, like, a nice dad. Like, before they, you know, made him the, the center of the, the pathos of the movie. Like, they just made him, like, so, like, easygoing and fun, but also, like, like, like firm. Like, but he's nice to his wife, and then, th- then that's when they, like, injure him permanently. But it's, a... it's just, like, it's, like, the weirdest interactions, like, I feel like they could have gone, like, so, like, generic with it and just been, like, ah, fun dad, like, grilling at a barbecue. But so they had but, to pour beer on a burn? Yeah, they pour, they, like, they pull these weird things and it makes it feel, like, almost, like, an episode of, like, Moody's Point from the Amanda show. <laughs> like, where it's, like, weirdly, like, overly sincere and then they'll just, like, say, like, the fucking weirdest thing like out of nowhere and it's like huh hey kids stop poking at my wound like (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah that is super bizarre and also like the tonal shifts in this movie are like whiplash almost like the way it jumps from like a comedic scene to like that really intense scene where he just collapses in the kitchen yeah like that's oh yeah what i was getting at was that like did the kids trigger that i think so yeah, I uh yeah. I I think they are responsible and they should be in jail right now. Yeah. Well, they should be in jail for a lot of reasons, namely destroying two cop cars. Um no, they said ACAP, bro. They um they... Yeah, at multiple points during this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, but I'm saying logistically, those are their their biggest crimes. Ah, uh, uh, yes, the logistics and catch that kid. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Um, God, yeah. So, like, I love how quick it happens, by the way. Like, I remember there being a bigger buildup to the to the heist in this movie. But they're already planning it. Oh, 30 minutes in. It's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, like, it's, like, he gets he gets diagnosed or whatever. And they get, they get the price. And they're like, oh, shit, that sucks. We don't have that kind of money. Kristen Stewart hangs out with the besties for, like, five seconds. And they're just like... Let's steal, like, let's steal some fucking money from my mom's thing. Like, let's just do it. Like, let's go. We got go karts. We got, we got go karts. Basically, that's all they have. Yeah, we got a camera. We got a hacker. Yeah. We have a great actor who can pretend that he's an abuse victim. Yes. Um, oh my god. Which, yeah, that entire scene is so bizarre to me because there are like eighty different ways to write it, and yeah. you went that way. <laughs> I think it's funny. I don't. <laughs> I think it's really weird. Um, I've seen as well as the one where um, John Carroll Lynch is like hooking up with that girl. In the yeah, office. that was. Weird. I was like, I was like, who's this movie for? 
Like, I understand that it's supposed to be for, like, pre-teens, but, like, who who is this movie for? Adam Sonori is at the This age woman 23. also comes out of nowhere. Like, who is she? Yeah. I just also like the very specific detail that he's just a big De Niro fan. Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, really just a weird choice. And I wouldn't be surprised if he was just... John Carroll Lynch, like, included that himself. He's like, can I just throw it in that... Like a, a detail that he's a De Niro fan that he loves. De Niro, De Niro has seen this movie. I was just gonna say that he's actually um, watching it right now. <laughs> he's oh, because of this, yeah. Hey, Bob. Um, <laughs> I think I think well, I've Robert, made eye contact. Oh, so. <laughs> I think Robert De Niro um, is kind of the go-to when it's just like name an actor, and that's like how they wrote the screenplay. I think um, the funniest De Niro reference in any movie is Neighbors, um, yeah. with the De Niro party. Uh-huh. Great, great scene. Um, one of the scenes that makes me laugh every time I watch it. Um, but, okay. yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. It's good, it's good. <laughs> no, I didn't do um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but I just think it's so funny, like, the way it immediately goes into the heist, like, with no planning, and like, no, like the, I mean, there's planning, but like, not really a solid plan. No, because the biggest plot hole that like they never even really address is like nobody. They never at one point thought like, oh, we're, if even if we succeed and we have two hundred fifty thousand dollars, nobody's gonna connect the dots that there's simultaneously some kids just have the money and the bank that their mom works at is missing that same amount of money. Um, What's the IRS gonna say? Yeah, I don't think you could just, like, slap down duffel bags full of cash at a hospital and be like, (laughs) like, inject my dad. I didn't have this yesterday. But also, like, when the security people are questioned about, like, well, why did you turn off the alarms? They're like, well, the guy said, like, this dot, like, what he said to us. And he'll be questioned, like, well, I just recorded that with the kids. The kids must have done it. Like, I just said that exact line of dialogue in their movie. Like, they'll piece that together, mm. too. So, like, it yeah. makes no sense. That's right. Um, yeah, it's just so funny. And, like, it takes, like, a day of scouting. Like, Kristen Stewart takes, like, three pictures and suddenly yes. an expert on the entire infrastructure of the bank. And, um, and I like, I know that, like, uh, Max Theriot also steals not even, like, a full blueprint, but a model. That's like, all you a, need. A plastic model. And... What does Corbin Blue do? He like he hacks the mainframe, of course, as they always do. You can't get through one of these movies without somebody hacking the mainframe. And they have like, he, like met up with the dogs or something too. Yeah, yeah and that doesn't pay off at all. No, no. it doesn't make like any sense because he's like, wait, that's all you have for us is just run. It's like, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that, and that's so funny to me because it's like the idea that like a Rottweiler is like guarding a bank. Like, from the inside. And why is there money in the bank if it's not finished? Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of questions here. Um, <laughs> I, maybe this movie is not the masterpiece that I thought, guys. Maybe we should reevaluate. Mm. Um, no, that can't be right. It is great. We just didn't understand it. Um, no, I think it's really just a bizarre kind of time capsule of a movie. And it truly if for better or worse they don't make them like this anymore no i was saying like do they even make like live action kids movies um i don't think so 
Not the only I one I can think of that's even semi-recent is Alexander and the No Good, Terrible, Whatever Day. <laughs> um, the odd life of Timothy Green. <laughs> I'm a little right. Because the last time you were on, not AOK in the multiverse, but AOK, we did a commentary for one. Oh, right. Is that even a kids movie? I guess so. Under, uh, what is it? Undercoat? No. War with Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. We but, like, did that go to the movie theater? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, Murphy, we we saw it in a movie theater. Oh, right. Remember? God. Then I um, watched Trial of the Chicago 7 after. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and where Grandpa was the better movie. Um, no. <laughs> um... So my war with grandpa is trying to get Aaron Sorkin to stop directing movies. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that would be lovely. Is he directing that? Um, yes, uh, I love Superman. Yes. Well, now that the Academy nominated him, he's never going to stop. I hate that. I hate that for all of us. Sad. Um. Anyways, um, anyway. speaking of movies, Aaron Sorkin directed. Um, catch that kid. Catch that kid. <laughs> Uh, so they go to the party, and by the way, maybe the hardest scene in all of cinema is when they are in the tuxes and the dress, yes. and they just start walking into It's the like party. that scene in Mission Impossible Fallout, when Tom it's Cruise, exactly Henry Cavill, like and Vanessa Kirby mm-hmm. come out. It's exactly like that. I mean, it's, it's, it's an homage, pretty much. Another thing, too, is, like, why is there, like, a Met Gala at a bank? <laughs> <laughs> is it, like, the opening? Like, the grand opening of a it, bank? But it's not even ready. That's the point, is that um, he lied to them about um, it being ready. Why? Oh, right. Yeah, maybe I just didn't understand it. It was maybe just a little too French for you, um, for your American sensibilities. Well, it's Dutch, but... Oh. (laughs) What do I know? Um, But... So, like, also, they, like, walk into this party. Like, there's a line. With a baby. With a baby. <laughs> but there's a line with a list behind yeah. them, and then these three fuckers with it's a baby a bank opening. just walk in past them. Listen, you look the part, dress for the job you want, you can go and get it anywhere. It's like, hey, you can put on a, a fluorescent vest and a hard hat and just go wherever you want. Yeah, you can like walk into music festivals if you do that. Right. My yeah. favorite trope in that like line of thinking is uh, in like um, Marvel movies when the disguise is like a baseball cap and sunglasses. Yep. And a hoodie. Like, Captain America, and he just like puts that on, and it's like I can go into a mall now. That's all like of Hannah Montana. Soldier. Oh yeah, Hannah Montana is like the biggest like yeah. example of that. Um, yeah. So they go into the bank, and they are just like, it's so weird the way this entire thing happens. Like they're half the biggest under construction during this <laughs> mm-hmm. party, <laughs> and there are dogs in there. And the only security on site is a child and this, like, neo-Nazi with braces. Yes. Which is, is very <laughs> odd. And it's so funny, because like, this, this other guy, he's under Gus, right? He's underrated. No, the Gus is the younger brother. I don't remember the older brother's name. Uh, but one of, he's, he's probably underage, right? They have, like, a taser that's, like, a probably. staff. Either he's underage or he's overage and assaulting children. There's no yeah. in between. <laughs> well, yeah, and the- he has a uh, the older one, the neo Nazi, has like a, a WandaVision moment where the what what's his name is about to shoot the children. He's like, just wait till I get done with you, and like, oh, yeah, it's and like, like, like what are you gonna do? Just he's beat up these children, one of whom is holding a baby. 
That was the best part of WandaVision is when they just like mm-hmm. they fuck them kids for like five yeah. Um yeah, I think that that's deliberate. It was an homage to WandaVision. Um Well WandaVision's homaging this, just like all these true. other films are. Right. Um yeah, so but like that's it, the entire like plan and I know it's a kid's movie. I get that. I understand it's a kid's movie. All right. But I'm it, glad you do. Uh, yeah, I, I was actually kind of unclear about that, but prior to recording, I did the research and I came to the conclusion <laughs> it is a kid's movie. Um, <laughs> but, like, also, like, they're the most, like, like, they're the biggest idiots ever. And I know that's the point, like, that's the comedy of it all. But the guards in this movie are, like, so inefficient. And when there's, like, this much money on the line, you only have two guards working. Somebody lowers the stakes. And... Yeah. <laughs> It's so funny. And, like, the guy's not even in the camera room half the time. No, they're sword fighting or whatever. <laughs> the and then pop- the cameras are, like, introduced to be, like, so high-tech. Like, oh, they can sense motion, but all you have to do is just, like, stop for a half a second, and they'll go off, and they can keep going. It's like that, like, 10-second car thing or whatever from Fast Five or whatever. Uh... That the car like moves so fast that like the camera can't catch them. Oh, whatever. right. The, they needed that in this. Well, That's speaking of fast said. cars, we have to talk about how he puts the little car in the sock, which smells really bad. Oh yeah, that's Millennial Cannon. <laughs> Not normal. A sock smelling bad is Millennial Cannon. Why couldn't he just toss the car up? Why do you have to put it in a sock so it don't get broken? Um, because you gotta be like, you gotta like, you know, you know, wind it up and uh-huh. like. He just throw a toy car. Smelly sock. Smelly sock. Yeah, that's Lino Cannon. Um, distracting someone with like the dumbest fucking thing imaginable. <laughs> Who's like an adult? <laughs> um, that's Lino Cannon. Um, just so many Z Cannon checks in this movie um, in a short amount of time. But also, I love that like while all this is going on, both of them think that they're in a relationship with Kristen Stewart. Yeah, the lockets. Yeah, the, with the lockets. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, kind of a baller move, if I may say so. Like she gives <laughs> these two fucking idiots. These two simp's. They're blinded by their simpness. <laughs> she, Down yeah. with the simpness. <laughs> she. <laughs> she. <laughs> God. <laughs> She just gives them both the other half of one locket, and each of them thinks that she has the other half. And it's not until, of course, the very end of the heist that they realize, uh, right when it's all on the line. Yeah. And, and they just they, leave her ass. They just. This is like the second time they abandon her, and with the baby. With the baby. What the fucking baby? Like they're gonna get arrested. <laughs> And it's like, also, you're doing this for the dad that you supposedly love so much. Who could Fucking. die without this? And you're going to abandon his, like, only... That's the consequences of being a simp. I'm telling you, it's a cautionary tale. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I was just, like, perplexed when this was happening. It is absolutely the most bizarre... Because, like, I, I know, like, it has to be, like, written for kids... But I don't think kids would act this way. I mean, obviously they wouldn't do any of this shit. But like, yeah. Well, even put in that scenario, like, I, I don't see like that's so weird to me. I want to get the two halves of that locket for Adam and I. Um, I would wear it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll find out that you gave the other one to Joey. Uh, I would never. <laughs> you maybe would. 
<laughs> you're obviously well, Max Thoreau because he does the cars and you're Fast and Furious. Right. Makes me Corbin Blue. And then Kira. Yeah. Kira Kristen, obviously, it's right there in the name. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Practically an anagram. We're just going to really quick take a break for a word from some of our sponsors. Thanks, guys. Hey friends, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? Of course you do. That's why you listen to this podcast. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts celebrating the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece Josie and the Pussycats, Zillennial Canon Award winner, I'll add that, to comfy sweatshirts made for the brave members of the Movies By Yourself Club. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors, like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. As a special gift to you, because we love you and appreciate you, listeners can save 10% on their next order with code SUPERZILLENNIAL in all caps with no spaces at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Thank you so much, Superyaki, for sponsoring this episode. Let's watch more movies, guys. I just love that, like, in this, like, the stakes are just, like, so weird. Because it's, like, they're, like, oh, like, halfway through, they're, like, oh, shit, like, maybe this makes no sense. So let's put an obstacle of that she's supposed to be just carrying a baby the whole time. Right, I thought about that. And, like, the only time it ever raises the stakes, actually, is when he's, like, messing with the the camera joystick. And he's, like, Max, stop that. Stop. Give it back. And he's, like, wrestling with this baby. Or (laughs) also also the scene when um, John Carroll Lynch is hooking up with that woman and the baby under the table says, Mama. Mommy knows. (laughs) (laughs) And the lady's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Way ahead of its time. Yeah, exactly. I think this movie taught an entire generation yep. about that. The and, mommy gig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but those, I think those are really the only two times where it's like, okay, we have to also deal with the baby. <laughs> also, Zulu Cannon is like having a baby go down a slide that's an actually slide mm-hmm. yeah which comes down so much later like how did that happen also like who was holding the baby when they went down and right like, where did you lose it they like... left it and he independently <laughs> crawled up and, and came down <laughs> yeah this sneaky little fucker almost ruins the entire mission and i it's just funny like how you can add a baby to a plot and it makes everything 10 times more complicated like, it's, it should, but it, it, it doesn't here. <laughs> yeah. It they're literally just kind of like tossing them around like a football with their <laughs> go-karts. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love how like Kristen Stewart just like holding him while she's driving the go-kart and like he's just chilling. He's just sitting there. Driving, yeah. Just driving. Downtown LA. No, I think actually my favorite part of it is the fact that he not only has a little baby tuxedo, 
when he goes to the party. But mm-hmm. he also has like a little baby helmet and a little baby like all black gear, so they can't recognize the, the fact that he's a baby. Like I'm pretty sure he has like gloves or something too. Where do you think like, the baby is now? Um, in prison for his crimes. <laughs> do you think we could get him on the show? Oh my god! <laughs> Have you ever tried like reaching out to these these child actors who? I've um, never done anything. We have reached. No, we haven't reached out, but we have like researched them, um, like Minpod. Like, okay, I, so. I think the one, well, like especially, like I mean, more so the ones that like went off the radar. Cody um, Lindley has like an acting school, and then Max Keeble. Well, Cody Lindley was the one that was in Hoot that played Mullet Fingers. Oh right, yes. And um, uh, he was also in Hannah Montana, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. was um what's his name? Jake. Jake, yeah. Jake Lamotti with uh hottie body or something. Yeah. Isn't that what they say? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. They say that in the show. I'm yeah. not making that. He, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Your own um, personal he pet has, like, name. A, he has like an acting school or something. And then the kid who played Max Keeble, I think he just like retired completely and just like I don't know if he went to like law school or something, but like he just kind of yeah. like disappeared. I don't the know if it was Keeble him. Kid worked at like Jimmy John's or something, right? <laughs> I don't think so. Pain. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a picture of him at a Jimmy John's. Maybe it was him, but we found like somebody's like locked Instagram, just like a <laughs> private Instagram. Um, there were twins that played the baby in this movie. Oh, um, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen situation. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, so their names are Grant Hayden no, and Shane Avery Scott. His name is not Grant. It is Grunt. Grunt? It says Grunt on Wikipedia. I don't know if it's a typo. I, I'm pretty sure. Are I'm you on IMDb? I am on IMDb. Somebody definitely okay, went in and changed On it. Wikipedia, it says Grunt. Who who did that? Like, just Grunt. thought one night, <laughs> let me just change the actor of the baby who has no other working credit in Hollywood. Um and she That's just like a, Scott. It does say that on Wikipedia. <laughs> That's like a great way to like pass time one night when you're bored. It's just like think of like the Wikipedia page that just it's nobody obscurely. is checking up on and just change the spelling of like um, random words. <laughs> my uh I have a friend that <laughs> one night on Skype like seven years ago, um my other friend changed his name or on the Birdman Wikipedia, changed his name. It was Zach Galifianakis' character uh, to my friend's name. And it's still there. If you search on Google, no, the Birdman cast. I swear to God. No, Google not. it and see who um, see who comes up for Zach Galifianakis' character. Okay. Last time is, I, I think his name is Jake in the movie. How would... I don't like the fact that you remember I watch that. the movie every year. <laughs> and it's a good movie. Zach Galifianakis um, says Jake. Okay, so okay, I swear it was on there like last time I checked. Sure. Um, but it was it was on there for a while, and I thought it was super funny. And then like a few articles like quoted it. Like we hear that Zach Galifianakis is playing a, a character named Griffin. Oh, so it was when it was still like coming out. Well, like even before that. Oh. Also, I think I might have found this kid's Instagram because I'm just so good at my job. Grunt. Um, Hayden. Or, yeah, Grant. Grant Hayden. Grant Hayden. Um, oh, I found his TikTok, I think? Maybe? Possibly? TikTok okay. is not No, I, I did does, not. Does it look like him? Uh, well, considering it was a fucking baby. Yeah, does it look like a baby? Um, I, 
no, I, I'm, I give up. I can't find the baby. Um, okay. I'm so sorry. Well, why don't you excuse yourself, take some time, we'll do the rest of the episode, and you can come back when you've done your job. I, okay, Deb. <laughs> now poke my wound. <laughs> oh, no. He gets the surgery and he's perfectly healed and then he immediately goes to the track and he's like, hey kids, can you go back and poke no, my wound again? No, even. don't poke my wound. And they do it and he immediately like, gets to go back to the hospital. No, not even. He's in the hospital room and just like turns over and he's like, boys, poke my wound. No. <laughs> right after post-op. <laughs> he's like, oh, I have to go back to surgery. Mid-surgery, he just wakes up. He's like, doc, can you poke my wound? Comes out of anesthesia early. This is a very specific in pain. It's like poke by wound. Have either of you seen the movie Existence? No. What? Existence? Yeah. No. Is it pronounced existence? No, it's it's existence. I have no idea. Oh. I always assume that's how it was. It's a um it's a um Cronenberg movie from nineteen ninety-nine and it's like people like plug themselves in with these like fleshy like plugs oh, and they like right. well, are basically, like in a video game <laughs> and the wound in his back looks like something from existence <laughs> disgusting um yeah i think that was expiring on criterion last month i just <laughs> forgot to watch it but um i'm pretty sure that's another like thing that was uh I think this movie was trying to pay homage to that movie. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so the, the the most baffling thing is just the entire resolution to all this. Um, oh, so yeah. They, they, they're like, oh, just a prank. We, we organized this whole thing. So, well, backing up a little bit, they get, they get away. The, the two boys get away. And then they have like a brief heart-to-heart where they're like, I guess we have to go save her. So they just well, turn. even before that, they they pull the one of from one of my favorite Fast Furious films, Fast Furious Six, when they jump across the uh, you know the the bridge to catch each other. They kind of do that. He just casually just jumps off the moving cart onto a another moving cart, no problem. <laughs> that literally happened. I mean, I know you're talking about Dom catching Letty in that yeah. movie, but that exact scenario also happened in Fast Six, where Tyrese jumps onto Paul Walker's car when a mm. tank crashes in. Just crushes I have a vague uh, memory of that. Um, I hate that I remember. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so what's that about me, actually? <laughs> so they uh, they get away, and then like in thirty seconds, they decide, nah, let's go get her. And so they just drive back past all the police. Yeah. Line <laughs> back up. They honestly don't even help her. I mean, I guess with the jacks they do, but, like, she probably could have gotten away. It's moral support. Sure. True. Um, so they get um, they get back, and the whole, like, the, the, the excuse is so funny to me. The idea that the mom is the head of security of the bank and the third-party security system, and in their contract, so stupid. The contract says that they are allowed to have um, annual tests where people try to crack the system. And she implies that her kids were hired 
to crack the system and show how fragile the bank system security really is. And it worked. And so they wouldn't like hire like high profile like criminals because like if kids can crack it, like that just makes your yeah. security system look like shit. I can't think of a better explanation. I <laughs> it's a perfect like kids movie resolution. Yeah. It just it's it's so funny. Like I forgot that's how it ended. I genuinely thought they just like either lost the money or they got away with it and it was just never addressed. But I forgot that it was addressed like this. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's so funny. Um, and I mean, there's like a brief like five minute period in this movie where they're like, you don't really believe this, do you? And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but then John Carroll Lynch gets to take over and it's all swept under the rug. Yeah, I, that's my favorite. He's a nice guy. He, 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 he's like the new, is he the owner of the bank or the security? I'm a little unclear on that. Who cares? He's the president of the bank. <laughs> he's in charge. He's yeah. in, he's Mr. Just, Brisbane is too mean. Well, this actually takes place in the Obama administration, and um, it's the beginning of his inauguration, and Obama actually appoints um, John Carroll Lynch's character, the CEO of money in America. and <laughs> The CEO of money. money. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that's the sequel i'm yeah. telling you the plot of the movie murphy in the sequel yeah he can be the secretary treasurer no he is the ceo of money and he <laughs> <laughs> he just tells the kids can't yeah, keep it like no not only that keep it but here's some more money <laughs> here's extra 50 <laughs> he's in fact he's like how about you just take all the money for the bank just have all of it um and yeah I think this movie gave me a very false sense of how money works at a young age. And that's why I'm yeah. I mean, it ends with like mutual aid and GoFundMe. So it's pretty realistic as to how like the economy and healthcare works in America. So more of the story is if you have like two weird boys poking your hole and you go to the hospital <laughs> for it. I don't you know. The town will come together and give you $250,000. Thousands of people will line up, including one of the kids from Cheaper by the Dozen, who will give you <laughs> swaths of singles that you'll have to count on the floor and realize you still don't have 250,000 yeah. singles. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, this that one movie... kid was like, here's 100 for my parents, and the rest of them, they're all like fanning it from, it's just like $3. <laughs> um, yeah, if you, yeah, the moral of the story is don't let two dudes in poke your hole. And... <laughs> So, there's no hole. Your wound. He has a hole. It's a scar. Scars are cool. Chicks dig scars. Burn yourself, dump some beer on it, and Kristen Stewart will. Yeah, this movie really does tell you to, like, if you're a dude and you like girls, just go home and, like, fucking hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But after the money is resolved, the only scene from this movie that I, like, vividly remembered is this final scene. It's the only one I think made an impression on me where she's like standing with him in the field. It is, she, they're like, okay, you have to pick one of us. And she's like, okay, I've made my choice. It's just like so very like, transactional. It's <laughs> very, yeah, it is very Twilight. Very weird. Yeah, it is. She's like, okay, you, turn around. You really slowly slinks away. Um, You really could have ended this like in the same Twilight field that every Twilight movie ends in with mm-hmm. like Near the baseball diamond. Um, is that the same? No, it's not the same field. It's like the but, meadow in the woods. Yeah, it's the meadow, right? And um, you could have been to it there, and it would have felt very in tone. 
Also, the font choice for the end in this movie is like a little off. Like, it's very wacky, and I'm like, you're going for like the PS2 aesthetic, and you go yeah. with the wacky font. Like, yeah, you know, make up their mind. Yeah, you know, like pick a battle, you know. Like, so, what do you think happened after they they chased her down? Um, well, like, you know, how long does this go on for before she finally realizes? Who? Realizes that she's gay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kristen's story came out on SNL in what, 2016? That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> on Clouds of Souls Maria. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when she was addressing the Donald Trump tweets about addressing her and the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a cultural reset if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Take that, Donald Trump. Truth to power right there. Um, <laughs> Adam has left the chat. Didn't didn't they say, like, that <laughs> the dad had to go to, like, Denmark or something for the surgery? What? Did they? That he had to, like, go somewhere for the surgery, and that's why it, like, cost money. It's probably the Netherlands' little, little wink to the Dutch oh. film. Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm, I'm making that up. I have no idea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's but um, I just, I think the funniest thing ever is when the kids, like, get into the hospital room with, like, the bags full of money, and the dad's just, like, lying there staring. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be laughing because he's literally paralyzed. Oh, but he's funny. just like, kids, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we're going to get you out of here. And they're, like, wheeling him, like, they're, like, wheeling the <laughs> hospital bed out of the room. But, like, where are they going to shake him? Like, the reason why they got the money was so that he could, like, stay in the hospital. What if they what if they did that and he just fucking dies because they don't, like, unplug everything? And they, he, like, dies and Um, Yeah, this movie is ridiculous. Masterpiece. Um, it's it's really good. It's, it's a very, um powerful drama um very very uh you know uh-huh yeah great <laughs> i forgot to mention that when they're in the bank and he steps on the lion's head and the thing comes out of the floor and there's all the you know all the numbers that's very cool i like the idea that you can press the number the boxes come out you know what it is why aren't the numbers in numerical order why are they all scrambled up like that because it's the account number right <laughs> well it's the number of the safety deposit box why is yeah. it like one through a thousand? What do I look like? A bank expert? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, also, Z Cannon is uh, having the password that one of your parents set yep. be your yep. name. She's and... like, she thinks of her brother's name. She thinks of her dad, right? And then she's like, oh, come on, think. And it like takes so long. It's like, it's you, you dumbass. <laughs> I would try that first. I just imagine like a sold out. 2004 crowd like heckling the screen <laughs> on Friday night. It's like, come on, it's you, it's you, Maddie. It's always been you. <laughs> what a dumb cinema. <laughs> True. It just it has the same energy as like those like clickbait articles that are like inspiring. This girl's dad was dying. See what happens next. <laughs> And all the that comments are so like, invoked. this isn't inspiring. This is what's wrong with the world. 
<laughs> Imagine you go to like a conservative diner and there's this guy with like a shirt, like uh, that says has like the picture of these three kids. It's like if you think that hard work in America is stealing money from a bank to pay for your dying father's surgery, you're dead wrong and you're not American or some shit. Like you could you could piss off a lot of people conservative. You should make shirts. You could. <laughs> that could be our Z Cannon merch. It's like if about, you think these kids didn't deserve prison time. If you think these kids deserve health care, buddy, you have another fucking thought coming. Or <laughs> oh my god, wait. This is great. Like a t-shirt that just has like a picture of these kids and it just says like hashtag like universal healthcare. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like the default Facebook shirt is like, my name is John. I was born in November and I'm like and I like race cars. Like you should do like I'm Maddie and I like to climb and I and <laughs> my mom owns a bank. Um it's just incredibly personalized things. It's, it's nothing remarkable. It's just like <laughs> biographical facts about you. God, maybe I don't like movies. Oh, Adam. <laughs> no, it's okay. Next week when we talk about like what Fast and Furious. That's the exception. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Did this hold up for you, Murphy? Yeah, it was about what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It, it really like it wasn't one of my favorites, but I feel like it it was something that was worth talking about, and I was right. So you said the one that you really are itching to cover is Clock Stoppers, right? Yeah, I feel like I would have, I could talk for hours about Agent Cody Banks. Um, but yeah, Clock Stoppers, I feel like I could also do, because it is like so much insane, like Nickelodeon energy. We talked for weeks and you only brought up Clock Stoppers in, th- in this. Why did you never bring up Cody I Banks? assume you've already done Agent Cody Banks. I assume you've already well, done Max Peoples' big well, movie. You know what they say about assuming, buddy? It makes an ass out of you and me. No, it just means you're a little twerp. Um, <laughs> um, like, Frank yeah. Stewart is going bananas. He's in disguises. People are getting at, like, actually frozen. I just remember in Clock Stoppers when they're in the kitchen and he, like, stops time. And there's yeah. like, a whole bunch of shitty visual effects. There's there's so much going on in that. I, need to re- <laughs> I, I really would love to rewatch it. Um, okay. That's a tease for next time. Um... Kira, how did uh how did catch that kid hold up for you? Um, like I said before, I think its main sin is that it's just extremely boring. But has good morals. Yeah, good morals. Good morals, kind of bad. It's okay to rob banks. I think, um, (laughs) I think it's funny that like the conclusion of this, like her, like talking to her mom and just having like a heart to heart is like she literally like robbed a bank and her mom is just like you know what you did was wrong <laughs> but I still love you <laughs> like she literally robbed a bank. her she mom like, who stay is out the head of security at a bank robbed a bank her mom whose entire job is to prevent people like her doing what they do yeah this is just like Hank and Walt if you think about it yeah. kinda yeah yeah it's literally Exactly like that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I have nothing more to say about this movie. Do I feel think? like I do, and I've just forgotten it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like we've probably gone through all the substantial beats. Yeah. Um, well, Murphy, it was a pleasure. 
As yeah. Always. No, it, yes. It, it flew by. I love infiltrating Adam's podcasts uh, one by one. Um, where can the people of the internet find you, Murphy? Oh, well, I am on Twitter. Uh, my name is Murphy Kenefic, K-E-N-E-F as in French Stewart, I-C-K. Uh, I'm on Letterboxd. Uh, and I do have another podcast. It's called Objection Argumentative. It's where I argue with my friends about things they care about. And we're going to come back pretty soon. I'm going to start recording episodes of people. Uh, that was Adam's on. on it was a great time. Adam's, would you let me trust me to do it? Adam's on one of the episodes we talk about. Film Twitter and what a wonderful place it is. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Um, you can follow me. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler. And, you know, since Murphy doesn't want to plug it. Um, oh, we right. Have, like, okay in the multiverse together. Um, <laughs> but whatever. You do it. Um, we're kind of on a hiatus with that one. We do like every three weeks with uh, oh, yeah. what if, but, you know. Um, but yeah, otherwise, um, just happy to be back on Z Cannon, I guess. Yeah. 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 You can follow me on Twitter at Garlic Emoji. Follow us on Twitter at Zillennial Cannon, on Instagram at The Zillennial Cannon. Um, send us your reviews and your voicemails, and yeah, let us know how you feel about universal healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was uh, it was a pleasure. Love to love to be a part of this this cultural discourse. Yeah, of course. Thank Anytime, you so much for coming on. Finally. <laughs> All right, gamers. Goodbye. Well, they're gamers here Goodbye, too. Go cart, go Carters. Universal gamers. <laughs>